Hi, and welcome to Tea Talks with Chelsea. I am your host, Chelsea Johnston, and I'm so excited you came to join us. This is a safe place where you'll get to hear powerful women from all over sharing about how they make God the center of all relationships. So grab your favorite tea or coffee and let's talk. And uh, tonight we're actually talking about what does it look like to love your community? Um, that's a big, huge question because there's so many different aspects and so many different perspectives from different people too of mm-hmm. what it looks like for them. But tonight, I want to know from Lisa Heap how she does it. What <laughs> what does it look like? And so let's just get to know her a little bit more, um, who she is, where she's from, and heard some stories about chicken. So I'm very excited about that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, my name is Lisa Heap and um, I was actually born in Oshawa, Ontario. And, uh, and then when I was um, about five, my family moved to Manitoba. And that's uh, where my both my mom and dad's side of the family were from. Um, They actually came from Poland and Russia. And so they immigrated to Canada before the war uh, to the Swan River, Manitoba area. And uh, so when I was five, we moved back to Manitoba. And then we moved closer to Brandon, Manitoba. I don't know if you're familiar with that city. Really? (laughs) No? Okay, Winnipeg, Brandon are kind of the main cities in Manitoba. So um, yeah, grew up for most of my life or for all my life there. And uh, I met my husband in grade five. And uh, we were, I know we were in a small school and um, we were just friends throughout high school. It wasn't until after we graduated that we started dating. And, um, and then we, uh, we dated for a little while. And then I decided I, I needed to go to Bible school. And so I actually went to Bible school in Saskatoon and then uh, came back home and we got married and we moved to Alberta and the little town was called Paradise Valley. Of course. And I was like, there's nothing more than I could ask for than to be married to my sweetheart and to move to Paradise Valley. But what I didn't know is that like it had 25 people in the town. <laughs> and, so, and so I was a big deal. We were a big deal. There was fresh blood that moved in the town in this. But for some, that's actually a paradise because it's like not many people to crowd you. So it was, it was you know what? It was the best years of our life. It was so good we just it was amazing and so we've lived most of our married life uh in this area and uh and we love it um i i used to work with special needs children in the elementary school and uh, it wasn't until about three years ago that i started working for the member of parliament here in our city um and again we have two members of parliament one for the alberta side one for saskatchewan and so i work for the uh the member for battleford's lloyd minster so that's maybe some of the viewers are familiar with north battleford because you've heard about the latter rain revival so north battleford is only about an hour and a half from us and that's included in the riding that uh the mp serves here in uh, in my area and so yeah so that's my job now and uh, i have three children children. Uh, Sarah's 21. Caden is 17. Micah is 14. And we live on an acreage uh, just, yeah, uh, on it backs onto a creek. So I was telling Chelsea earlier that we have some chickens and we have some bantam hens. We have two ducks. And I was telling her about the new addition that we got about two weeks ago, Leroy. And he's a bantam rooster. 
and uh, he's he just crows around the yard. We let our chickens just free range in the yard, and uh, I just I love it. I just love hearing him. <laughs> I would ask for an example, but no, we're not, <laughs> no, going, to go there. We're not going there. I'll butcher that. <laughs> so, yeah. And so, and then about two and a half years ago, I became an ordained pastor in my city and I'm church planting. So I have like, when I say I put on different hats, I'm like a farmer, a mom, uh, a wife, a pastor. I serve the MP as her assistant. Um, I don't know. I just do all these things. And, you know, it, 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 I was even just driving home tonight and I was just, I was on the highway and I was just like, his grace is yeah. sufficient for me. If it were not for the grace of God, I would be a complete basket case, right? Yep. His grace empowers us to do the things that in our own strength, we would never be able to do. Come on. That is so good. It's so yeah. true. Like hearing your story and even hearing some of my other friends, their story and what they presently do and all the things and all the different hats that they wear. And sometimes I'm just like, oh my goodness, like yeah. where do you find the energy and the time? But it's so true. God's grace is enough. And he is the one that we lean on his strength for when when we're not doing it. <laughs> like it's not our own strength. It's on God's strength. Yeah. And it's just, it's so powerful. Yeah, we're always quoting that verse in Zechariah. I think it's Zechariah 4. It's and it's like the word to Zerubbabel, I believe, and it's like not by might, not by power, but it's by his spirit. If we yeah. did not have the Holy Spirit operating within us and empowering us and encouraging us and uh teaching us and leading us and oh, everything. Yeah. Yeah, so Holy good. Spirit is just amazing in our lives. So Whenever we try and do something in our own strength, we're just like, oh, my goodness, we're such failures. But Holy Spirit, come and just fill me up again and empower me and give me the knowledge and the wisdom and the strength that I need for this task ahead of me. And yeah. he oh, he's so faithful. Yeah. Yeah. That oh, that's so good. I'm so glad we're already going deep in. Yeah. I love this. And there's already some people who actually know you. Okay. <laughs> well, I think the feed. As a couple people, but are you related to Sarah Jo Lynn Heap? Um, yeah, that's that's my daughter. Oh. <laughs> Small world. I didn't, I didn't bribe her to get on, but maybe <laughs> here I'll give you fifty bucks. Say a lot of nice things about me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to no. bring her out like that. I had no idea. Okay, well. That's fun. So you got some support going on here. Hi, everybody. If you're just tuning in, this is Lisa Heap. Uh, we're talking about what it looks like to love your community well. And as she described, she's in Alberta, but also close to Saskatchewan, right? And so you do some work in more Saskatchewan or more of Alberta side? Um, I It's both. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, we're, we, yeah, both. Like I do work for the member of parliament in the Saskatchewan side, but um, yeah. But yeah, I think we're three hours from Saskatoon and we're two hours from Edmonton. So we tend to go to Edmonton for, you know, big shopping trips and things like that. Um, the mall. Yeah, oh. I know. Edmonton Mall. And and the taxes, right? The provincial sales tax is only 5% in Alberta. So oh. that's a big deal when you're purchasing large ticket prices. For sure. Items. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Well, um, I... I you, there was a time where you said that you were, you're a pastor, you're an ordained pastor for two years now. Mm -hmm. 
for two years. And so you, you have, uh, your church is called Ark, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so I want you to talk a little bit about that, like what it means and like, what's the vision behind that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we just actually, um, settled on kind of where the Lord was leading us and, and, um, and what we were going to call like our slogan name is, is going to be called the Ark. And that stands for apostolic resource center. And, um, we, we just, I guess I'll back up a little bit about two and a half years ago, maybe three years ago, we just, a group of us started to get together and just pray and worship and seek the Lord. And um, we knew that the Lord was doing a new thing and um, we just wanted to be part of it. And a lot of us had grown up in the church and we just, we just knew that we were in transition and the Lord wanted to use us to, um, to bring this, new wine, I guess, into our city. And so we were just really attentive to not only be praying, but to be listening to the Holy Spirit. And what I found personally was a need in my own life, a need for the prophetic, a need for to learn about the apostolic, a, a need to learn sharpen my um, evangelism tools to, you know, God, te- help me to be a good teacher, you know, and, and um, you know, and so I thought if I feel the lack in my own life to grow in these areas, probably my friends are feeling the same way. And wow. so um, we began to bring in, so then I was like, hey, Lord, use me um, to teach people, to help bring these teachers in and these people that know a lot more than I do. So at, we actually started with Sammy and Charlie Robinson coming to our city and oh, we cool. did a series of Uncapping the Wells conferences. And then we had um, Bill Prankard come in and we had some other speakers come in. They taught us about the prophetic and um, I think in one service 80 people got healed and we weren't even like laying hands on anybody but people just began to get healed and then sammy said you know if you've received a touch from the lord come up to the front and let's hear what's been happening to you in the service and the the all of a sudden the altar area was just full and we were getting you know these testimonies on on video and and people were testifying of how the lord had touched them in the service and so that's kind of how we got started actually and um tj green was coming and John left from Bois. I'm going to do some name dropping here. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, of course, my husband and I are burn directors, uh, burn 24 seven directors. And so we had uh, Joe Sinanand from Calgary come out and he's our national director for the burn and um, Jamie Rao. And they were telling us, teaching us about uh, healing. And then we had our friend Matthew Morton come and oh just about deliverance. And like, it was just like, we were like, we were so hungry and so thirsty. We were like sponges. We were just like, teach us, teach us and, and impact our city. And um, this, I always share this too. You know, my friend, she told me, Lisa, when you're launching ministry, um, she said, be intentional at what you're sowing at the beginning, because wow. that's what you're going to be harvesting at the end. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to sow into the prophetic. I'm going to sow into deliverance, into healing, into teaching, evangelism, all of it, all of it. I just want all of it, God, you know, everything. And, okay. and then that's what we're going to reap the fruit of. Right. And yeah. so, um, yeah, so just, it's just been recently that we're like, you know what, we're not really operating 
as a church so much, but more as an apostolic resource center where um, we're following Ephesians 4.11 model of the fivefold ministry, the evangelists, the prophets, the apostles, the teachers and the preachers coming together and operating together. And that's where we have to be attentive and, and see the people coming in and, and identify their gift and, and actually say, okay, there's the teacher in that person. And so yeah. they're the ones that are going to be teaching the Bible studies and the Sunday schools and, and or this person is very um, good at evangelism. Okay, so they're going to be the ones planning the street ministries and the outreaches and the food drives and the missions trips, right? And so you're pulling the gold out of people. And so I'm praying that the Holy Spirit would draw these people in so that they can be used of the Lord in ministry and fulfill their destiny calling. Uh, and so I want to be part of that. Like, it, yeah. And so, yeah. So then uh, also in Ephesians 2.20, it talks about Christ is the cornerstone and it the ministry is built on the apostles and the prophets. And mm -hmm. so as a resource center, we're equipping and training and sending people out and we're uniting the church um, in the in this generation um, in you know, revelation. We want them to get revelation, impartation. We want them to be activated to actually like not only hear and receive and eat the word, but actually to be doers of the word. Okay. Now that you've guys been taught and trained, go, go out and do it. Whether it's your business place, your family, your neighborhood, your, um, your city, your region, wherever God is calling you, whatever spirit yeah spirit of influence the Lord has given you, go out and use those gifts, use your talents, use your knowledge to bring people into the kingdom. And so we're believing for reformation in families, reformation in cities, reformation in our region. Like because we touch two provinces, we're always talking about the region and we have First Nations reserves around us. And we have like some small little cities in Alberta and Saskatchewan that um, draw into Lloyd Minster. So we're like, God, touch the region, touch the nation, touch it on a global level level, and do it through us. And so we're believing for like itinerant ministry and missions. And we're believing for marketplace ministry to arise and, and we can bless them. And, um, you know, more conferences. We love the conferences and, and <laughs> it's not all about the conferences, but you know, it's, it's so good. Um, it's and about the fruit from the conference. Yeah. That's what, yeah, that's what people are attracted to is the, the fruit that comes from the conference. Like so many yeah. people get saved salvations, there's healings, mm -hmm. yeah. there's, you know, like even inner healings, it's not always physical. There's also like the heart that gets healed mm -hmm. up and people just mm -hmm. come and they cry to Jesus. And, and that is so incredible. I, I want to visit your church. <laughs> I want you to come. Oh, you and Ben come. I need worship leaders. So Ben is welcome. You guys are welcome. <laughs> That's so cool. It's just like, if you're hungry and you're in the Lloyd, Lloyd Minster mm -hmm. area, this is a good place to go. I mean, you are being equipped. You are being like jam packed with all this goodness. And then you're being released. Like mm -hmm. I, I see such a huge humbleness about you that you're, you're also being taught as well. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. a good leader is one that can be teachable mm -hmm. and love. That's good. And it really shows that you're like you yourself can be taught as well mm -hmm. and that you're loving others through the process. Mm -hmm. And that is such like, 
kudos to you. Such a good leadership right here. Oh my goodness. I am the first to admit, like, I don't have it all together. I don't know it all. I am like, literally, like I said, when I, before I got married, I went to Bible school and then we had, like, I started a career, had children and we owned businesses. We were business owners. Um, like, I've done all of that before I've gone into ministry. Usually when you go to Bible school, you come out and you're like, okay, I'm going to be a worship leader. I'm going to be a youth pastor. No, I did life with my family before that. And it's only in my later years um, that the Lord has said, okay, now it's time. And you know, it's interesting, even as I'm saying that, I remember, um, like I grew up in a Christian home. And so my dad, he often had these prophetic dreams and, you know, like in Joel two twenty eight, it talks about the old man will dream dreams. And yeah. that was my dad. Like he used to have these impactful dreams. And I remember he had this one dream. I won't tell all of it, but, um, Basically, it was uh, my whole family was at uh, the, the airport and we were waiting in the waiting area, the boarding area to board the plane. And I wasn't there. My sisters were there. My brother was there. My mom, my dad. And he was like, where is Lisa? Where is Lisa? And my mom said, it's OK. She's coming. It's just taking her a little longer. Oh, wow. And I really feel like that might be coming like part of what I'm stepping into now is like, it took me a little bit longer, not that I was rebellious, not that I was like running from the Lord or anything, but I had some life to live first. And then like, I feel like even through that living, the Lord's given me stories to share and experiences to share. And I incorporate those into my sermons. And I just feel like God was just nurturing me and training me and preparing me for such a time as this. And it doesn't always happen, you know, that you're launched into ministry when you're 18 or 20 or 25. You could be in your 40s like me. You could be in your 60s. You could be in your 70s, your 80s, your 90s. You're never too old to be used by God. The important part is your yes to say yes to him. Yes. And if you are a man or a woman of yes, then God is looking for you and he's going to choose you. Wow. That is so good. I always remember this little clip I saw on Facebook one time where it showed like all these actors who started their big break later on in their life. And mm -hmm. one of them that really touched me was Morgan Freeman. Wow. His big break was at 50 years old. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I heard that. You know what? Like <laughs> it, you're never too old to start anything. God could use anyone at any age. He could use the young ones just as much as he can use the old ones and everyone in between. And that's just so precious. I love that. Mm -hmm. And so I remember looking on Facebook, there was one time, I think that's recent, actually, I saw you and a couple of people were handing out some food to, mm -hmm. um, in your community and so I want to talk about that a little bit like what does that look like uh for I mean obviously that looked like giving food to people but is that like an everyday thing is that a part of your uh, mandate I you know what I think in the future it will be like even I was telling you beforehand uh, before we went live here that we've just moved into a new building so praise God I know I had people praying for me. I know Sammy was praying for us. There was other people, TJ and on, and those guys that were praying for us, okay. for us to get a building. Pastor Chris Mathis and Nikki were praying for us to get a building. And we um, actually, tomorrow we take possession. Um, but uh, we were able, I know. It's like, <laughs> 
So <laughs> everybody put a fire in the comments. <laughs> so believe, believe. Yeah, believe for um um a a um a home for your ministry. And uh so we've been able to renovate the in at the end of May here and paint and do some things to get ready, but um yeah, I was saying that there's a lot of people that we've been meeting uh, while we've been painting and renovating our location um, who really need the Lord and um, people that are high on drugs and, um, you know, have addictions, struggle with addictions and um, and even people who need deliverance and healing. And and like we have the authority to do that. You know, we have the authority to lay hands on the sick, to deliver people from the kingdom of darkness. And um, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is alive and living in us. And we just need to know who we are and whose we are. And right. um, so yeah, I believe that we will be doing more food banks and food drives and things like that in the days to come. But yeah, through the pandemic, we've been able to give, oh, I don't even know. We just kind of do it quarterly, I guess. Um, so many, we just pull together so many food bags and then just go out and bless people. And this last May, it was May 8th, we did a food drive with the Summit Church in Edmonton. So Pastor Chris and Nikki and uh, actually Pastor Jamie and Heather. And Heather yeah. yeah, Heather was on, right? And yeah. so came out with the team and they just blessed our socks off. Um, we were able to bless our city, a First Nations reserve called Thunder Child First Nation and another one called Onion Lake First Nation. And uh, we did 80 bags of groceries to 80 single moms. And then the next day was Mother's Day. So we had flowers for them. We had chocolates in the bag. We had like hygiene items, bubble baths. Actually, my daughter works at um, Bath and Body Works and they were clearing out some stock. So she got like a hundred bottles of um, Body Works, like bath uh, soaps for I think like 40 bucks or something like that. It was just ridiculous. So wow. just, it's just like blessing on top of blessing. In the middle of shutdown, in the middle of lockdown, all of these restrictions, all of these rules, all of this craziness, and we are still able to go out and serve the Lord and bless yes. his people and just find a way, just find, if you have a creative, creative idea or, you know, a strategy from heaven, just say yes to the Lord and then just allow him to give you the strategy to fulfill that, you know, just do it. That's so good. That is so precious. And you even get your family involved. Your daughter has such a beautiful heart that she would want to like yeah. get all those bath and body. I mean, yeah. that's a good company too. So yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's awesome. I mean, the things that we can do when we have a vision, when we have a heart to do something, God will provide like mm -hmm. he's faithful. Mm -hmm. He knows that you're taking care of his people, that you're, you have that heart to want to bless people in your community. And that, that is so good. And the mm -hmm. fact that you're having this building, they're going to know who ARC is. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. really, they're going to know who ARC is. So this is yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We really are um, a, a small group, um, even though it's been two years, a little bit over two years. I think the pandemic has really um, kind of... I guess we've struggled a little bit with growing like people, you know, you always, when you're church planting, you want your church to grow, right? You want yeah. to be impact in the city. And so that's actually one of the challenges that I would say that we had to get over like a hurdle we had to jump over was it's not the numbers 
Because if you if you go to church, you're like, oh, there's 200 people here or 500 people. You're like, I go to the biggest church in town or whatever. Like, it's kind of like, oh, it's nice to be big. Some people like being parts of small, small con- congregations. But we had to wrap our mind around it's not about how many people are in this room. It's about God is in this room. And we do everything for an audience of one. We worship for him. When I speak and share the word, if he's pleased with the word and there's an anointing on there, I we've won. We've won already, right? So and and so if um, it's not about the amount of people, but it's about the um, the impact that we're having on those ones that the Lord has entrusted us with and the impact that we're having on the city. And like I said before, you're having people, you're coming to come in and you're meeting people and you're identifying the gold in them and pulling the gold out of them and be like, okay, I can see there's an anointing on you for this or that, or, you know, how do you want to serve the Lord and just activating people. And I think that's the important part is um, it's not the quality, well, uh, quantity, it's the quality yeah. of people that you're getting. So that's so good. Me and my husband, we run a, a ministry called We Are One, mm-hmm. and it's very similar where we don't have that like to over 200 people, but mm-hmm. we do have a good group of people that love each other well, mm-hmm. that know each other, that are able to have great deep conversations with each other, just all of a sudden start praying. Mm-hmm. And that's that I love. I love watching people just all of a sudden start mm-hmm. praying for one another because it's not, it's not the whole mentality mm-hmm. of, oh, about the pastor praying for us, you know, they're actually engaged and in, in, mm-hmm. and doing what they're called to do, which is love each other and love others. And I just love that. I love that you've created that type of culture in your community. And so, um, you know, we love our local community, but you, but all the things that you've been doing, you're also loving on your church community Mm -hmm. because of all the people that you've been bringing on and blessing them. Do you have like a, like, um, like a core group of lead, like leaders, we do. Um, yeah, we, we started out with a core group of people. And um, interestingly, um, I have to be just real transparent here. Um, when we were just about to sign the lease, it was interesting. I phoned, um, I phoned Nikki Mathis and I was like, I feel nervous signing this lease, you know, because it's kind of like you're signing this and you're making a big commitment. Right. right. And so um it's interesting though, because I feel like the Lord prepared me a little bit and we prayed through some things and, uh, and then it was like a week after, um, a couple of people resigned off of my board. And so, um, it was interesting, but you know what, in those times, I do not feel defeated. I do not feel hopeless. I do not feel like, all hope is lost. You know, this is, I, I trust in the Lord with all my heart and all my soul and all my strength. And he will not let me stumble or fall because my hope is in him. My trust is in him. You know, that verse, it says some men trust in horses, some men trust in chariots, but I trust in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know the mandate on my life. I know the mandate on this ministry. I know the calling of the city and I know know that he loves this city more than I do. And so if I'm trusting in him and giving him the glory and, you know, just staying steadfast on the word of God and keeping my eyes on the prize, um, yeah. he will bring the necessary team 
to, to us and his Holy Spirit will draw the people in that we need uh, to work. And so we're still in that growing uh, stage. We're still in that, you know, molding, making stage and the refining stage too. And, and it's all good. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just, we just have to call it all good. You know, there's that other verse that talks about your, your trials and your tribulations, you know, they, and your, it, it creates perseverance and hope in you. And, yeah. um, and that's what sharpens you and makes you stronger. So I'm going forward. We're so excited. Like, yeah. <laughs> So fun. I love that. Oh my goodness. That is so good. Um, are you able to tell us uh, if you have any these like new projects coming on the way other than the building itself? Like, do you have any yeah. these new projects coming up? Mm -hmm. So um, like I was saying, you know, when um, we really felt like the Lord was telling us to train and equip um, at the end of the month, we have Luke and Sophie Niebergall coming. I love them. Yay! <laughs> so we're so excited for them. So they're coming at on the last weekend of sun of June. So Luke's going to be sharing about dream interpretation and the prophetic, and they're bringing a whole team up to bless our city. And here in Saskatchewan, uh, we're allowed to have thirty percent of our capacity, our seating capacity, or 150 people, whichever is less. So um, I think we can have about 75 people in the building. So um, we're excited for that. Um, and then we have um, a little worship and prayer time that we're going up to a First Nations community called Makwa Sahagan near Loon Lake. Um, and that is about an hour and a half north of Lloydminster. So we're, be go we're going to be going up there um, more. I shouldn't confirm that 100%, but that's in the works. My in team the works. <laughs> my team like we are but yeah we've been invited out there so you know what my team is so amazing anytime we're called to go pray or to do a worship night or to go and just um just stand with people or just yeah. to go and love on people they're like oh yeah 100 percent, yes you know we do deliverance ministry as well and and healing nights and so um yeah our team is always gung-ho for that so we have that you know now that we have our own building we're talking about doing um ministry for marketplace because we're in the heart of downtown lloyd minster so we want to have marketplace um luncheons or breakfasts and call the business owners together and bless them um um, and just have a, a time of, um, of fellowship with them. Uh, we want to do more food drives. Um, what else? We just, yeah, there's so many, it's just endless, right? It's just like, um, you just want to yeah. love your city well. Like, that's really what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. And more like, we want to have like a school of the supernatural and, and worship schools and training ministries. And, and uh, yeah, it's exciting. So now that we have a home base, um, I, I've been telling people, if you guys want to have an all night prayer meeting, let's do it. If you want to meet at seven in the morning to pray before work, here's the key, you know? <laughs> so I think the sky's the limit and, uh, we just want to be open and, uh, and be led by the Holy spirit. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. I love what, uh, Kevin, Amy Martel says road trip. They're ready. <laughs> road trip. Road trip. Yeah. It's so good. We had so much fun. And and I, I feel like our team loves meeting new people and making new friends and, and loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. And that doesn't just mean the people in our own community. community. It means 
loving the city next door to you. Even like how I've shared how um, the Edmonton Church Summit has come out and helped us and blessed us. They're loving us and they're believing for revival for our city and what they're believing for us, they're going to reap. Like, right. and, and the same with us too. Like we're believing for North Battleford. We're believing for Vermilion, Alberta and uh, Vegreville, Alberta and Meadow Lake, Saskatchewan, Cold Lake, Alberta, Wainwright, Alberta, all these little towns and communities um, and reserves, First Nations reserves around us. We're believing for them to step into revival. And if we can come alongside and help them in any way, even if it's praying for them or doing a worship night for them or blessing them with food hampers, we're loving on them. We're so into revival and reformation in those communities, in those families. And we're just going to reap that back. And that's not why we do it. We no. do it because we love them and because right. we see how Jesus loves them. But you know what? There is a reward for seeking his kingdom. You know, that's biblical. That's the word of God. It says, you know, seek first his kingdom and then all these things will be added unto you. And, uh, so there's there's a reward for the hungry and and for the ones that are diligent in sowing and reaping and yeah. so that's beautiful because you mentioned that you know the summit helps you and you help the summit and it's and like that's such a beautiful unified way that we're supposed to be like it's not supposed mm -hmm. to be like my kingdom and my kingdom and no. no we're supposed to help each other and and mm -hmm. and pray for one another and say like yeah you let's mm -hmm. pray for that nation let's pray for that city let's pray for this city let's mm -hmm. you know because we have one goal and that is to see Jesus Christ shine all over the world <laughs> like mm -hmm. you know and to see people come into their fullness of who they are to call mm -hmm. like you were saying to call out the gold of them mm -hmm. and that is so precious mm -hmm. and i love how you are just so willing to go for the new of what God has. I think we were talking about that Saturday and I forget um, who had mentioned that, but it was talking about uh, going into the new, or maybe it was another broadcast, but yeah. either way, God yeah. is, God has got the new for you, Lisa. Mm -hmm. And you are just all of like, you're taking, you know, like flag mm -hmm. football, we have to run after and grab someone's flag. Yeah. That's yeah. what, that's exactly what you're doing. You are grabbing flags yeah. that is yeah. going on. You it's know, so good. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And that running, like, and it's not a, a, a tired running, like I'm running, mm -hmm. I'm chasing, like there's a bear chasing me and I have to run away. It's not that kind of running. It's like, I'm running after the Lord. He's, but he's running with me. And, and I think that's something that we talk about a lot is, um, and I mentioned it earlier on in the broadcast is we, we all came from churches where we pew sat and we listened to great sermons, wonderful sermons, and we listened to amazing worship and we participated and we did the, these church things. But we came on Sunday morning, we sat for 45 minutes or whatever it is. Then we went home to our roast beef dinner. Right. And then we enjoyed the afternoon and you know, whatever. And, and I, I've, I grew up in church. I was born in church. So I get it. I know. And my family served in ministry all their lives. But we, we felt like when, when I said, talked about how we were praying together, we were seeking the Lord, we were listening. We felt like the Lord was saying, now go do. Like now get out of your four walls of the church, go out onto the street, go out, heal the sick, deliver them from demo the demonic, 
you know, show them that there's a hope, show them I love them and bless them. And, and it was like, Hey, go out now. Now it's, it's not time to, to sit anymore. And I feel like that is one of the molds that the Lord has broken open across the nation of Canada, even on a global level, level through COVID-19 is because we were not able to go to the actual church building for most of us. Um, but we were able to serve and do things in our communities, in our neighborhoods. Well, some of us, depending on the restrictions, but right. you, you get what I'm saying is like yeah. even serving our own families and, and right. having church in our own living rooms, you know, and if you were live streaming or watching live streams or whatever, that was great. But um, it, it, it it's, it's taking us out of the old mold and putting us into a new wine skin. And That's I right. think this is what I said on the broadcast on Saturday was like, Jesus saved at the wedding at the his first miracle, the wedding, right? In John two, yeah. he, he saved the best wine for last. And I know people have been talking about end times and things like that. And, you know, we're just in a bit of a, 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 a you know, ter, you know, a transition period. I don't know how to explain it, but um, <laughs> you know, people have been talking about end times, right? I'm like, he's pouring out his good wine. Oh yeah. We're not ready with our container to contain it. You know, it's, I know Stacey Campbell talks about the, the container for the times. There's a new oh, wow. container for the times. And I believe that we're living in it, in the new container for the times. Oh, good. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and that whole image of, you know, um, an olive, like they even crush the seed of the olive to get more oil out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's in that crushing, right? That has the best oil. Mm-hmm. And it's so, so mm-hmm. good. Like how God mm-hmm. is using the best, you know, I don't want just good. I want the best. And so mm-hmm. he uses the best mm-hmm. <laughs> if for his word to be known. And so I just love what you're doing for your community. I love the projects that you got coming on. Mm-hmm. I, I love the support that you have with some of the viewers here that are, that are watching or listening. Um, it's so good to see. Like, I mean, that's community too, right? Like some people have built a community online as well. And it's just, it's beautiful. So before, before we go here, um, I wanted to ask one question. So practicality for someone who is wanting to go and serve their community, go and love on their community. How do they start? What do they do? What are like three or, or however many advice you would give these people? You know what? I, this is how, um, I guess maybe how ministry might have started. I, I, a couple of years ago, we saw a need in our city and I feel like we need to be wide eyed and open eyed and even looking at our cities through the lens of Jesus Christ. How does Jesus see my city? And how can I partner with the Lord to fulfill the destiny that is on my city? Because every city has a destiny. And the Lord loves our cities more than we do. And so God, how can I partner with you to bless my city? And I'll just share quickly how it happened with me. I'm going to name drop here. My friend, Tracy Willerton, she, um, she called me up and she said, you know, I hear, or I see that the psychic fair is advertising in our city again, and the psychics are coming back into our city. She said, I really feel like the Lord wants me to go into the parking lot of that hotel where they're going to be doing this fair and pray. But she said, I want to invite you to come, but pray about 
pray about it first. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do no psychics. <laughs> I'm going to go the other way. But you know what I used to do? I used to drive by that hotel and see the sign advertised. And I used to stretch my hand out and say, God, I just bless them, bless them. God, get a hold of them. Like, pray for them, but keep yeah. driving, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna bless you from afar. Right? I'm just like, oh, right? And um, but then I prayed about it. I was like, yeah, no, I can go into the parking lot and pray. And so we prayed. And then she said, we were all there. There was a couple of us there. We we're praying. And then my Tracy says, let's go in. She said, I really feel the Lord's asking us to go in. I was like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. I can do it from the parking lot, but I'm not going in. But then the Lord is like, no, go in. Nothing can harm you, right? You, you have the Holy Spirit in you. Greater am I in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in us. And so I was like, okay, hey, I can do this. So we went in and it was my first time there. You know, we got to pray with psychics. We got to pray with people who were waiting in line to see the psychics. We were getting words of knowledge. Um, so one man got healed in his legs and his feet. We got a word of knowledge for him. He got healed. People, we were saving people money. And I don't know if you guys know this. Maybe your viewers know this. People pay big money to go and see the psychics. Like it was $80, $100, $200, depending on what you wanted to to get them to tell you I guess and this was just right at the beginning of the downturn of oil industry in our city and so people were losing their jobs they were losing right. finances they were losing their homes their their belongings like any boats or any like fancy vehicles they had to turn in to the bank because they were getting repossessed and I got angry I said, you know what? The enemy has come into my city. He has brought in the counterfeit. He is lying to these people, stealing their money, confusing them, and, and, and causing more hopelessness and despair. And, and I want justice for this because I know the real supernatural. I know the real prophetic. I can give words of knowledge. I can lay hands on them and, and heal them through Jesus Christ. I can deliver them from the kingdom of darkness. I have the truth within me and it's for free. Yes. Like, no, save your money. Come to church, you know? And so it was like I saw that there was a need in my city. And you know what happened when the Christian people, when the church was not meeting the need of the people, Chelsea, you know what happened? The enemy swooped in and he said, I'm going to meet the need of the people and I'm going to tell them their future and I'm going to take their money all while doing it. Wow. Right. And I'm going to destroy their lives because now they're living a lie. They're confused. They're depressed. They're still in that state of mind. They just have a false sense of hope or whatever it is, you know, and and, and they're still no further ahead. In fact, their bank accounts are less when they yeah. leave the place. And I was like, no, 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 no. This isn't the kingdom. This isn't the kingdom. So I saw a need in my city. And I said, God, use me to meet the need of the people in my city, to see your kingdom come here in this city as it is in heaven. And mm -hmm. Father, raise up the ecclesia, bring, build the ecclesia here. And God, these are my hands. I have hands. I have feet. I have you know, your Holy Spirit dwelling within me. If you can use me, then here I am, God. So that's the advice I would give to people is watch to see, like not to see, not to say just find the negative in your city, but find, um, you know, find, you know, if there's like a large amount of divorce or addictions or um, 
you know, you, people will see that in their city and now right. flip it. Say, okay, God, I see that there's a lot of addictions. Okay, let's flip it. How do we get people out of deliver, uh, addictions? How can we love them back to life? How can we, you know, see the need and meet it? So good. Wow. Mm -hmm. That is so powerful. Mm -hmm. I hope you guys are taking notes because this is rich information. If this speaks to you and this is something that you've always wanted to do was to love on your city to see opera yes Shelly to see opportunities in your city to see what could be changed what can what can you pray into what can you pray for how can you help the people who are living there this is so so and always always pray the solution like if you see the negative if you see the dirt don't come into agreement with that pray the opposite Pray what the word of the Lord would say about that situation. Say, God, what do you say? What do you see or say? And and what is the truth in this matter? And release the truth, release the blessing, release life, and you'll see your city become transformed. You know why? Because the sons and daughters of the most high God show up on the scene. And then you're, you're loving your city back to life. And the word of God says all creation is yearning for us to show up. And so how can we show up if we're in our four walls of our, of our church and just loving on our little, you know, that's important. But yeah. I feel like in this day that we're living on in, it's more important to go out and to love on people outside of your church walls. This has been Tea Talks with Chelsea. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you want to hear more ideas on how to apply this in your own life and the real world, subscribe to the podcast. You can also leave a rating or review and join us next episode with another powerful woman and what it looks like for them to place God in the center of all relationships.